Hello everybody, John here delivering this week's trigger warning. So this episode has instances of suicide, so if that is something that is triggering for you, please note that the new suicide prevention hotline is now 988. Again, that is 988 for the suicide prevention hotline, if that is something that is triggering for you. And please remember that as our listeners, you are not alone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another saw-filled edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I'm your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. How are you this week? Fabulous. Saw month! Saw month! Dude, <laughs> Eric finally got to experience what it's like to not like a Saw movie. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many to choose from. I know. So this week, we'll be covering four and five, uh, which I'm kind of excited about. Just because there's some traps that I really enjoyed in this. Yeah. The plot, I thought, was actually pretty good for uh-huh. the most part. I enjoyed four. Yeah. I thought four was... I, I've always heard that one, two, and three are the best Saw movies, and everything after that doesn't matter. <laughs> Has kind of always been like the Saw sentiment from the casual fan, I feel like. Sure. I don't think that it needed the latter caveat. I think it should have just been one through three are the best Saw movies. Yeah. Stop. I just think that they... <laughs> I think that four definitely matters. Yeah, they. You know. he, here's the thing. They all matter. Nobody's favorite Star Wars movie is Return of the Jedi. Right. Nobody's favorite <laughs> Star Wars movie is. But nobody hates Return of the Jedi either. Right. You know what I mean? So. Right. And, and that was honestly one of the things I was more refreshing about 4 is, spoiler alert, for those of you who don't know, those two things are tied together. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit more here in a second. But Eric, this was your first time watching these, correct? Yeah. So this one for me was really cool because it took the concept of the uh, survivor through the game and flipped it on its head. And now we are recruiting a new apprentice via the game, right? Right. Which is really kind of cool to me because um, a lot of the verbiage on the wall was really trying to instill some hatred for people that are shitty human beings inside this guy who already has kind of a savior complex Mm -hmm. as a police officer and obviously has a history. I will absolutely punch you if you touch me, especially if you touch that little girl first. You know what I mean? Like, So he's the kind of guy that's got that hair trigger temper, Mm -hmm. and I think people like Kramer know that. But not quite a Matthews character. Sure, sure, sure. He's not like a dirty cop he right. just has that like that edge that he can tap into just jumps into the fire and it got me fire. thinking if i was a sociopathic mastermind <laughs> what kind of job would i recruit from <laughs> <laughs> and i like amazon delivery drivers yeah <laughs> because i feel like they've experienced enough shit or like food service like anybody that has had to interact with the general public just a little too much sure you know totally. i feel like would be the right the right spot to land and, and you kind of see that you know with uh, when he we find Carrie and they kind of jump back to yeah. three for a second and Riggs just like, no! Uh, <laughs> and of course, like, Carrie! Carrie's been <laughs> hanging from here for like three weeks. Right, that's what they said. That's 
Seriously. Dude, Matthews has been messing for like six months, dude. I don't know. <laughs> there is a fucking rat crawling <laughs> that, out. The rat made me laugh so hard. Carry. That's what. That's what he's... Get that rat out of him. Get rid of that rat. He's like, no, squishy. <laughs> yeah, and, and if, I'll just do my first impression of this movie yeah, real quick. Because yeah. uh, I remember seeing this when it came out because I was old enough to take myself to it this time. Mom didn't have to take me. Uh-huh. Which was great because she hated those movies. <laughs> Your mom's watching like the Barefoot Contessa at home instead or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Because I know your mom and that seems like something she was weirdly into. Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. We actually, we were both big fans of Giada at home. Yeah. Yeah. For, for different di- reasons. For, di- for totally different reasons. <laughs> right. I'm like, Mom, can you, like, leave? Because <laughs> I know you weren't a fan of her cooking. It was fine. Yeah. It was, like, the epitome of mid. Yeah. Right. Um, but so yeah. You're, you're in the movie theater by yourself. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm just, like, watching this for the first time, and you see, like, that opening scene with Kramer hits mm. so fucking hard. Yeah. Because I've never seen an autopsy at this point in mm-hmm. my life, and I've also learned that that's just not how they do them either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just rummage around in them guts for a minute, <laughs> right. and he's like, oh, well, we got fuck, here. tape player. <laughs> yeah. Did he eat a cassette? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the scene from that, that, or the line from that that made me laugh is the dude that's performing the autopsy says, for whatever reason, hey, this guy's seen better days. And I want to ask people that actually do that for a living, how many one-liners do you have that, you know what I mean? I've like heard that, it's a lot. <laughs> right? That I've you heard just it's like, you're popping off jokes while you're sawing this dude's skull in half and removing his brain from his body. You're like using a bone saw, you're like, that's funny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I was super excited to see this one. I thought it was a really good installment. Um, and honestly, it's one of those things where for a long while, or at least up until like right past this movie, Saul was really good at dropping the turnabout mm-hmm. on you. I got a little frustrated with this one and I'm just going to go like, let's go ahead and talk about let's Hoff- go, yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and talk it. about yeah. Hoffman yeah. for a minute because I know you're not the biggest fan. Not a Hoffman guy. I, I would have rather have just kept Amanda. This is the way I would have treated this. Not to go back to Star Wars again. Oh, go, go to Bang, Mary Kill. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> there is just no reason for Dooku to be a bad guy. Just right. keep Maul through two and three and right. have Anakin and Obi-Wan finally off up. That's how Amanda should have been treated. Just keep Amanda. Who gives a fuck about Hoffman? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's an ancillary villain who effectively does the exact same fucking thing the one that you killed a movie prior towards like driving the plot forward you know Mary John bang Amanda kill Hoffman <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily in that order. I feel like John would be a good husband oh yeah absolutely that's uh, why he, yeah. like, that's why Mary John right yeah he can build you nice things right if you got paralyzed like a chair. he could be, yeah he could build you a wheelchair <laughs> I'd like a with ro- a gun on it. <laughs> I'd like one of those indoor roller coasters for the kids' playroom that I never had when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're both just like sitting in rocking chairs, staring at an empty crib <laughs> for and completely the different reasons. Right. <laughs> Kill me. There's just blood dripping out of the bottom of it for no reason. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, Detective Hotman, he just, I don't know, man. He just rubs me the wrong way. He's pretty obviously a, an apprentice. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some key points that I want to get into here in a little bit about the theory that I talked about beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I want to lay a little bit of groundwork first. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with Hoffman, 
I didn't hate Hoffman. What I hate hated in four was how much they fed you that he was going to be the twist. Because there were two really key things that happened. Like when I remember watching it the first time, and there's, again, those lines that he drops in front of Rig about Carrie Mm -hmm. and like what she had to do. And it was just, you know, they already did it in three. So to me, I was already picking up the pieces of like the breadcrumbs that were solid as a brick. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) That, you know, they were leaving for you. And then they have the scene almost directly following that where there is a large man pulling Eric Matthews' body yeah. <laughs> to another room. Right. I was like, what the fuck? Who's and a like, full fucking foot taller than uh, Art or whatever his yeah, name was. And, and you of know, yeah. you get to like the end of the movie and he's just like, game over. Right. I'm like, ain't no, Ain't no electricity in this water. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a sign that says high voltage. Silly There's bitch. There's no voltage here. <laughs> Your weapons cannot harm me. <laughs> <laughs> you have no power here, Rig. <laughs> Like essentially, what this uh, centralizes the game mm-hmm. of four is based around the character Rig, mm-hmm. who we have already seen as a SWAT infiltrator throughout mm-hmm. the series so far. Maybe a little bit of a Boy Scout, but with sort of like mm-hmm. a Wolverine personality. He's you know what I mean? Dog in He's him. got that dog. In him. Yeah, <laughs> he's very Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you go through the door, eh? <laughs> And that was like, so this is actually, so I'll come back to this here in a second. Remind me about the door. The door, okay. Remind me about the door. Because, so everything is focusing around Rig and his journey to what Eric perceived as him trying to be recruited Mm -hmm. as another disciple. Correct. Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, And all of his traps revolve around saving people that are the fucking scum of the earth. I mean, like, I wouldn't shit on these people if they were on fire. Sure, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The first one that we come across is Pimp. is a uh, yeah big B pimping yeah is uh, <laughs> listed on Wikipedia incidentally as an escort and I read her more of a human trafficker. Well, they, I would say because they call her a pimp. Yeah, yeah, in it. yeah, yeah. But she's definitely dealing with girls way younger than she is, and yeah. that kind of thing. And it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Are they legal though? You know what I mean? And it's just one Probably of those things. Not. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. So I'm gonna say human trafficker. It's also so, like it's not like being a '70s pimp where you protect your girls. Sure. It's like sure. a 2000s yeah. pimp. These aren't investments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are uh, very replaceable. Burn another one, Smokey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just hit a fucking target after 10 p.m. and you can get whatever you want. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, man, so she's in the, uh, I don't know what to call this trap. I guess it's kind of just like a scalping mechanism it's for... BDSM trap that okay. this entire time. Yeah, Because yeah. it's literally just the hair puller. Mm-hmm. Or the scalper. And she even like will. gets she even gets like the first time uh. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he walks into this room and uh he is instructed to uh the the words on the wall, if I'm not mistaken, see what I see, or mm-hmm. if you could see what I see Do or something. You see what yeah. I see. <laughs> right. And the idea is um uh, the the tape that's playing, I think it's actually on the videotape and it mm-hmm. is Billy, but he, it's like um if you 
knew what who what, who she was, you wouldn't stop this from happening. Mm-hmm. But I know you have an obsession with this. The mm-hmm. word obsession gets thrown around a lot mm-hmm. for, especially regarding Rig. He says, "I know you're going to try to do this. Just don't do anything, right?" And Rig's like, "Fuck that! I'm going to, you know." He goes to like find a knife in the drawer. And yeah, d- and that was actually my one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. Is he pulls the drawer open and there's just a note that says, "Time's a wasted." Yeah. <laughs> that was like a Joker bang gun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So her head starts splitting apart. <laughs> Scalped, if you uh-huh. will. And he notices that in the gears, there are numbers that effectively are a combination to the mm-hmm. lock, which undoes her head piece and everything. And she he got he gets it right. She escapes. She falls for it. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm gonna like go to the next room or something. And <laughs> she like immediately opens up this drawer with an actual <laughs> knife in it, which is the irony of there was totally right. a knife in the room, you know, um, and she starts attacking him. He's like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I literally just saved you. He dodges her like 50. 15 times right um because it turns out moved like a samurai right because it turns out that uh, she was instructed if the good police officer rescues you you may go free if you kill him so everything has this like extra and it's funny because like they, we don't even bitches. really see her die we just watch him throw her through a window and as it shatters, so the transitions yeah, go crazy in this movie so <laughs> they it go crazy so in this movie. there's a part where uh, i think it's actually hoffman towards the beginning puts on a jacket or takes one off and it transitions into somebody else taking a jacket off <laughs> wild the cinematographer is just fucking jerking just off jacking it off jacketing <laughs> off jacket me off <laughs> so that's an example of like kind of the scum that he is saving mm-hmm. through because these are just nobody people either yeah, too. that's my favorite part yeah it's not tied to anything <laughs> it's just <laughs> we found some shit lords in the middle of the city Th- who, who this dude thought? rapes and kills women. Right. And he's just the owner of a motel that's like right. this super fucking fat dude. Right. <laughs> also, the dude who was the... I assume it's supposed to be like a junkie when he first walked into the hotel or motel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What the so, fuck are you looking at? That dude's actually like really fucking famous. Oh, cool. Uh, he played um, Death in The Magicians. He was one of the horsemen in uh, Supernatural. He has been all over the place yeah <laughs> i love i love that actor because he's got like this like ethereal like crow energy yeah, to yeah. his face uh-huh. like he yeah, just yeah. looks like he could eat seeds out of your hand <laughs> <laughs> um, he might bring you something shiny if you're really nice to him yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah second trap you know is like okay so <laughs> he gets tied to the bed by rig and mm-hmm. uh he's like well you just kind of got to let him do his thing or he's just going to fucking die or we're going to kill Eric Matthews. And he was right. like, well, fuck. So he ties him to the I bed. mean, I do know Eric Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> that is my boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, hi. <laughs> <laughs> this machine was crazy. I, I love this one because it's like, it's, it's again, the BDSM theme through this movie especially right. was wild. Um, this, this one was more of like what's the what's the horse punishment that they used to have? Oh, the like what they got William Wallace with yes. when when they disemboweled him and he still didn't die. <laughs> 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 yeah, I forget what it's called, but basically you tie your limbs in uh, four cardinal directions and slap some, some horses' asses, and they just take <laughs> off running. You get torn apart. Yeah, it's great. My, my favorite part uh, for this trap. Because, again, like, this character is such a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Like, the whole room is just 
painted with Polaroids of him like and the it, it's not like the other Saw movies where it's like, well, why were you just watching the whole time? No, these were all of his mementos of that him he was raping hang, and yeah, killing that he was people. hanging on to. Yeah, yeah. So the the irony for his trap was, oh, well, you have to get rid of your vision, and mm-hmm. if you do that, you won't get ripped apart. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that seems like a pretty easy one. So he does, but he does it one at a time. Yeah. First of all. <laughs> And this is the the real plight yeah. of saw traps is the amount of people that do it with like oh there wasn't quite enough time left on the board mm-hmm. sorry so close <laughs> so instead yeah. you domed yourself <laughs> right. and then got ripped in half and he's like a and he's like a blind nugget on that bed you know Dude, what how I mean much little force you think it take to rip that motherfucker apart that was a fat bastard Dude. a lot. That dude. Like, That's why I think that, and and they even like make mention of it, like when Strom and them are like kind of following behind mm-hmm. the trail and everything. Strom and Perez, or she was like, "How does somebody even get in a machine like this into a motel room?" He's like, "Piece by piece." <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> this was assembled over a very long period of time, and it turns out the the room had been rented uh, rented to uh, the guy from the beginning of the movie who survives the first trap, Art, who also incidentally happens to be purely based on coincidence. <laughs> Uh, Kramer's lawyer. Right. So, <laughs> talk about being kept on retainer, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, like, the irony definitely wasn't lost on me in his beginning trap. I just thought it was so funny that he had multiple traps that he had to go through in this movie. One of you is going to help me fill a motel room with a trap. Whoever wins. I don't know. Gets to be the winner. <laughs> Gets to be the guy that does. That. Amanda starts shooting people. <laughs> yeah, can't stand it. <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> Amanda gives me Gage vibes from uh, Borderlands oh, 2. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, where is that casting call at? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everyone's talking about Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis. I want Gage as Shawnee Smith. To hell with a third law. <laughs> Clap to Barada Nikto. <laughs> um, so we're still following him on his journey, and now mm-hmm. he has to go back to where it all began. Mm-hmm. Which, Ooh, yeah. yeah, turns out he's seen some shit. I'm going back to the start. <laughs> um, Namely, a small schoolgirl uh, with bruises all over her body. Yeah, and he is uh, talking to her in the hallway, where the while the person she accused of doing it to her is uh, in the principal's office, weirdly, and he's looking through the door at her and like, Mm-mm-mm, like wag- wagging a finger at her and everything, and she's just like, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Can I go home? And that's the shit that that in my head, that's where I go from like a one and a half to like a nine ten really right. really quickly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> It, it was so fucked, and that was one of the things that I felt like this movie did such a good job of, is making very, very killable characters. Mm-hmm. Like, because there was no... As soon as I said that, literally just a child abduction alert, Amber Alert, comes up on my phone. And I hope this person gets <laughs> shot, right? not the child. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Gray Chevrolet Astrovan HFS 7433, check local media for more info, Durham, North Carolina. If you find him, kill him. Yeah. And we'll make you a patron for free. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just send you shit. I'll send pizzas to your house. You like Cokes? Send you Not some, Coke. Some Cokes. Cokes. <laughs> some soda. Some pops. Some pops. But yeah, um, very killable characters indeed. Yeah. Um, so I will say we're, we're getting to, 
at least like kind of where the middle ground is mm-hmm. of this movie. Like the merge point, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> we make our way back to the warehouse where the entire time Detective Strom has been tied up. And I'll explain the trap here in a second, because it's actually probably the mm-hmm. most crude trap we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Hoffman Ho- was tied up, right? Or sorry, Hoffman. Yeah. They're, like you said earlier. Don't do this person. to me, because <laughs> I think I think I've got it nailed down. Do not get these names mixed up, or it's going to fuck me. Dude, I was telling him when I came in, I was like, I hate the fact, I like software, but I hate the fact that there's like five important players who are all like middle-aged, middle-sized brunette dudes with white dudes with beards Detroit's you know? crazy. <laughs> it's just like oh my god i can't keep track of all of y'all and you got fake ass names like art and strom that no stromboli right right that's why i keep mixing it up is the, because the bully well hoffman looks like a giant stromboli uh-huh. <laughs> like the guy from pinocchio <laughs> the dude had the most can we talk about this for a second oh, that yeah. dude had the most fucking niche like career path in his entire life he has an uh little like a little cart that drives around and entertains people with like puppets and shit he just happens to find a magical dancing puppet mm-hmm. what a fucking like can you imagine right that's kind of like your pick of destiny isn't it that's kind of like now you can do whatever the fuck you feel like doing in your career field so goofy I mean, you know, that, that would be... If I you, would freak if the you, fuck if out. If you found, like, a pot that boiled water or something like that, you know what I mean? Where you could just do it wherever Dude, you wanted to, I, you know? <laughs> if I found a small person made out of wood, I would scissor kick it. I would be so... I would be so fucking afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, Tom Cruise! <laughs> Caught him with the front. Bah! <laughs> But it's mostly because I was really fucked up by Chucky growing up. Sure. Pinocchio is just a fucked movie anyway. I mean, even like the cartoon G-rated Disney version is still a fucked movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's still like a bunch of adolescent boys going to an island that's (laughs) controlled by creepy men. My favorite part is how in the book he actually does meet up with Lampwick later on. And basically he's like three days. He's like on the verge of death from being worked in the mines for so long. And he just dies. And it's just like, yeah, Pinocchio, it's not so good around here, you know? Talk to me, man. Cricket? Jiminy? Anyway. I wish I hadn't told Jiminy to fuck off. I'm really trying to get out of here now that I'm turning into a fucking donkey. I went from a wooden boy to a donkey. That's some powerful magic that can circumvent, like, That's cel- old magic. cellular <laughs> integrity and, like, the chemical compounds in a physical beast. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking Germanic magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that Aesop shit. That's that, that's that uh, Hansel and Gretel shit. Um, but, yeah, no, I just think it's... I was, I've always thought it was funny that, <laughs> that Stromboli found his fucking golden goose. <laughs> Anyhow... Um, so Strom. Yeah, so uh, Strom, uh, it is a room with Strom, Detective Matthews, who we have found no, out. has Hoffman been... and Detective Matthews. <laughs> yeah, Detective Matthews. I'm talking about the... Oh. No, you said Strom instead God of Hoffman again. <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> so Detective Hoffman. Thank you. Detective Matthews uh-huh. are in a trap right. that is being perpetrated by Art, mm-hmm. which is... Via... Hoffman himself. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. Um, and 
because uh, it is not being like intentionally perpetrated by, by Art because after surviving his first test, he gets another test mm-hmm. where he has a fucking... This thing looked like an earwig yeah. that just like flipped upside down. Yeah. What it would do is when the timer went off or if something got fucked up, it would... It, there was like a pincer that would just fucking sever his spinal column. Mm-hmm. And that was his whole trap. Right. <laughs> Very simple. So... His job was to make sure that the trap went off according to plan. Mm-hmm. What he actually was was a red herring, not to us, mm-hmm. because most of you are probably pretty keen on the fact after seeing the trap that he's probably not here of his own volition. He also knows Hoffman very well. Yes. He knows that's Hoffman sitting across from him. He knows why Hoffman's sitting there, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And actually, one of my favorite scenes in this area of effect. So the trap itself is so crude and I have no idea where you get ice blocks. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Whatever that city was from Frozen. <laughs> where, they, <laughs> where they spend the first five minutes singing about how they farm ice. Dude, they look like the scene from Futurama when they talk about global warming yeah. and they have the giant ice cube that they just drop in the ocean every yeah. year to, <laughs> to cool yeah. it off. So the premise of it is there are heaters in this room, mm-hmm. which I guess is the irony of I, I maybe yeah, yeah. I, I don't know yeah uh, but the Detective, duality Detective Matthews is standing with a fucking leather noose around his neck and standing on top of an ice block. The ice block is on top of a weighted system where if too much weight comes off of it, i.e. himself, it tilts Mm -hmm. and the water from the ice subsequently goes down to the feet of Detective Hoffman, who will then be electrocuted, Mm -hmm. which actually doesn't make sense because he's sitting on a steel like chair Mm -hmm. and steel contraption, which means that he would have been electrocuted regardless. Mm -hmm. But... I'm not here to break it down. Uh, <laughs> he knows he's not getting electrocuted, so what the fuck difference does it make? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe that was intentional. Because sure. I, I, I will say Saw does do that sometimes where it's just like a very like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. I got a clue. <laughs> right. But my favorite part is uh, Eric pretends to just like die. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> Art walks yeah. over and fucking Eric just kicks him in the face. <laughs> And then obviously the water starts to tilt. Right. Because it's kind of it's just such an Eric Matthews thing to do, right? I just like that Hoffman is an actor that is acting. Yeah. <laughs> Art, Art decides to give uh, Hoffman a gun or give uh, Math Matthews a gun. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, here, I'm not the enemy. Yeah. I'm I'm just the messenger here. Do you, know? you see the saw right, trap right. that is on my back? Our fates are tied together, you know. <laughs> so fates are intertwined. Right. <laughs> right. Um yeah, I mean, meanwhile Strom and Perez are on it. They've basically like deduced that there has to be a third person, right? Mm-hmm. It's obvious that Amanda couldn't have lifted up carry on the thing it's obvious that they're piecing it all together they know there's a third or a secret apprentice Mm -hmm. as it were right so while all this is going on we cut back to rig who has made it into another room and those people from before where we were talking about like the principal or the dude that touched the girl or hurt the girl or whatever and his wife who was just like also clearly a victim of his abuse Mm -hmm. are uh tethered together not even really they're nailed together more specifically like railroad spiked together uh hanging from a uh kind of a not really it's just a rope i mean who gives a shit i'm not gonna break it down like you said um but the concept being is uh she has the ability to pull all of those out of herself and out of her husband who is uh stuck 
behind her. Mm-hmm. And if she pulls it out of herself, uh, she will. All those wounds will heal because they're like non-vital spots. But the his, way, however, the, the angles on his body are like all the vital spots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so by pulling it out of him, he will bleed out pretty much immediately. Yeah. Because um, yeah. the second one she pulls out, it's like right out of the jugular. <laughs> so my favorite thing about this is uh, actually the fact that she has zero hesitation because she knows there's nothing he can do to stop her from doing this, mm-hmm. and she wants some fucking re- retribution, yeah, you know. Totally. And and the voice on the uh, recorder even says, "I'm empowering you," you know. Right. And it's like it's like okay, now we're getting to the meat of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like. This this scene, I think, got really lost on me, too, because mm-hmm. there is that moment of, like, empowerment, and, like, you're, like, you know, fucking selfie guy, where it's like, fuck yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was that other moment where, like, you know, the the key, the key is right offside the map, and yeah. it's, like, you know, behind the projector with the map on it yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. And this was a moment where Rig was supposed to be learning his lesson, mm-hmm. and they played it off like he did. Mm-hmm. But it was so fucking stupid because he he takes the key and she's just like, you got to let me down. You got to you got to help me out. And he just like instead of just taking the quarter of a second that it takes to just turn the key, he like hands her the key and puts a coat on her and is like, you got this. And And I was like, what the fuck? She is the first person you even run into that isn't a child molester, Uh a pimp, a murderer. Like, this is a a woman that was just being abused who saved herself. Yes. And you were like, you got this. You got this. Well, you're clearly very strong. You're you're a very independent woman who don't need no man. So, lasagna later? Or... Jesus Christ. Because Homeboy's been dead on her back for like 45 fucking minutes. Right. <laughs> He's not even talking by the time Rig gets here. Right. <laughs> this fucking bitch. <laughs> um, but now we start to get our actual intersection, right? Yeah. Like, and we talked about how, you know, Perez and Strom have made it. Um, and I think, actually, no, Perez is not here. So we have to, the only thing, go ahead. I was going to say, because Perez got bodied in the school, right? Yeah, Perez gets uh, Billy bombed. Yeah. <laughs> Billy bombed Thornton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is such a shitty little trap, but it was so clean. It, 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 cause it wasn't it's even just, a trap. I, that's what I'm saying. It just, it like, it was just like. I caught him in the fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> only one. Because <laughs> it's like, there, there's times where you can tell that like something was written by John Kramer and there's times shit was not. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like, the next move is very dire uh-huh. and it's just like Zen. it's like i couldn't hear you yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and then like at first when i saw that there's like this cloud of smoke and like mm-hmm. dust that comes out of it and i guess that's just like whatever the doll was made of because my first thought was oh my god it's anthrax mm-hmm. and maybe that's just my you know time mid 2000 self yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 make sure you check your mail for anthrax yeah. i don't know how to do that right right <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm dead. <laughs> it's like those reels now where you do something and you wake up in heaven. <laughs> yeah. So Strom is now infiltrating the workshop mm-hmm. or what we are about to find out is the workshop. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was going to say the only thing that really matters that we haven't covered at this point is that they have Jill 
in custody in the police station and everything right. where they've they've left and come back and left and come back a couple of times and she's mm-hmm. not giving all the information she's giving them just enough and he comes back with a federal fucking indictment <laughs> he's <laughs> like he's like you see this do you want somebody else's name on it besides yours do you see larry <laughs> right, right. <laughs> start fucking talking dude and and i gotta tell you too like i because we went over the uh origins right Already, in the last yeah, one yeah, yeah yeah um so you guys are kind of up to date on why jill to me is ultimately the biggest victim in this entire situation mm-hmm. you want to talk about the girl who didn't want to kill anybody or do anything and actually her hands are fucking clean mm-hmm. until five until five right <laughs> um but anyways he he finds himself and i say strom finds himself accidentally just behind jeff from three mm-hmm. right and so now we're starting I to. I stood up yeah. in the theater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is funny that I had such a visceral reaction to my least favorite character in the entire franchise. Right. Like straight up. Right. I, I would put anybody. Yeah. I would put every person that was in the trap in five over Jeff. Mm-hmm. True. Because he just didn't do anything. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> Everybody that, did. That piece of shit kills uh, Kramer. That <laughs> little fucker. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, but, but but Rig uh, is approaching the final door while this is happening, right? And there's that he gets that last message. And I think that, we know at this point, right? Like, sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, they yeah. have the conversation in the interior with everybody, mm-hmm. like Hoffman, Matthews, and uh, Art, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and everybody's spoken with, and they know that if he comes through that door, everybody in that room dies, mm-hmm. right? Um, so. He he gets the last note, the last uh, voice memo, and it says something to the effect of, uh, now is the time I need you to exercise patience. Your obsession won't allow you to do, to do this, but I promise you, you have all the time in the world. And the idea is he's got about 60 seconds that he ha- that he thinks if he gets through that door, he saves Eric. They know that if he comes through that door, they all die. So it's this like, it's kind of unwinnable regardless, right. you know, because <laughs> nobody gets what they want, <laughs> you know. Um yeah, and that he he it takes down to like the final seconds, and he approaches the door, and uh, Matt, Eric actually like shoots him like through the door, but he's in such a like juggernaut charge mode that oh, he just yeah. like knocks it down. He it's all thinks piss and vinegar, baby. He thinks Art shot him, so he immediately shoots Art. <laughs> when he does this, the trap re- releases mm-hmm. with the ice blocks, which you were talking about is just the dumbest fucking. And I will yeah. say that's the part that I didn't touch on for this trap yeah. is suspended on. I know fucking levers on yeah. others on either side of what is exactly head height. Yeah. For where Eric Matthews is hanging are two fucking two ice blocks, the same size. Right. That he's standing on, yeah. and he just oh! And the best part about this scene, though, is like you know how like when you go to the dump and there's like glass in the bottom, but it's like big sheets, yeah. and you have shit you can throw down and break it. Mm-hmm. It was when all of that ice shattered against each other, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yeah. It was better than watching the Titanic, man. Right. Like <laughs> true. I was there. I fought in every major American war in the 1900s. <laughs> the explosion of ice was so fucking rad. Yeah. It was it was a stupid trap 
that was oddly satisfying. Mm-hmm. And w- what with what you're talking about, that was one of my favorite parts. Was Art is like at, like he has been shot and he falls to the ground. Uh, uh, Rig has been shot mm-hmm. already and is still on the ground. And he is still on the ground mm-hmm. when uh, Eric gets his fucking ice shattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking drops his gun. Yeah. He re- uh, Rig reaches out, grabs his gun, and then <laughs> Art is trying to actively explain to him the gravity of the fucking situation mm-hmm. that is happening and is reaching for a tape recorder <laughs> that mm-hmm. he really needs to hear, and he just blows his fucking brains across <laughs> right, the floor. Right. I said, put the fucking hand down! I said, put your fucking hand down! <laughs> the hand falls down. It was a tape recorder. It wasn't a weapon of any kind. Cue saw music. Right. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. If you hear this, it's probably because you fucked up. (laughs) If you were listening to this, you lost this game. (laughs) Right. Turn around. He stands up. He takes his gag off. Detective Hoffman, uh, echoing Saul 1, who was in the room the entire time, Mm -hmm. is the man behind it all. I will say... Game over. Game over. Here's my thing about this scene. If they're going to have these game over scenes and of course like this is where the whole compilation comes in for like all the cues and all the secrets and all the stuff that you missed while you were watching this movie mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah he said not insultingly yeah <laughs> uh, uh as this compilation video is getting put together um i i hate if you're gonna do a game over Mm-hmm. That should be the end of the movie. Yeah. I think that hits so much harder. Mm-hmm. Instead, Slam the door. Instead, we jump over to Strom mm-hmm. after he just bodies fucking Jeff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can't do that. Bang. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's a tape that is left there by Strom. Or, no, sorry, by Hoffman. Mm-hmm. That says, this could either be your sanctuary or it could be your fucking demise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man. He literally just says, fuck you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He like kicks the wall down. Mm -hmm. And of course, like he gets taken and that'll lead into five. Mm -hmm. Before we go into five, the one thing that I want to talk about, and this comes back to the door from here. Mm -hmm. I am 100% convinced that this entire game that we watched in four was all orchestrated by Hoffman. Mm. Because I think this was Hoffman's first test. And that's why they keep echoing it. In, they really echo it in five, but it comes up a handful in this movie where they keep saying to him, you're not going to walk away untested. And it just kind of rolls off his shoulder because he's like, bitch, I've been tested. Right. I was like, mm, but you weren't. You haven't, though. though. Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The same way Amanda wasn't really tested in two. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, you haven't actually felt the gravity of yeah. what this is yet. And what I'm really saying by this is that this was not a John Kramer game. And the reason mm. I think the reasons I think that are, first of all, um, they do see that you do see later on uh, when they actually like the whole FBI discovers that it's Hoffman, like later in the series, you actually hear um, them undo one of the tapes from four and mm. it was uh, Hoffman's voice. Um, which that scene's awesome. He kills like yeah. everybody in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> um, the the main reasons for like watching this movie though, to me, are a it was very personal. Like they were all situations that he had been in with this guy, mm-hmm. and was trying to teach him a very specific lesson. And the irony of the door, it's as subtle as a fucking brick, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the other thing that I was telling Eric earlier is Kramer is so meticulous. You're telling me that Jigsaw made a trap that was time-based, and when you said in your tapes, in 90 minutes, 
Eric Matthews will die. Mm-hmm. That's not a that's not a mystery. That's not yeah. a metaphor. Mm-hmm. That's a straight up. That's a comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're telling me that if your idea for him to learn is to let these people die, mm-hmm. right? These people that are bad people, mm-hmm. right? To to some extent. Um. In in this case, they were all bad people. Exactly. Eric Matthews. Probably not the worst guy uh-huh. in the world. Is he the best guy? Mm-hmm. No. Chaotic neutral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He also kind of survived one of his tests. Yeah. I got to tell you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I couldn't break my foot. Fuck that. No. Fuck that. I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to eat this rat and die like three weeks later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, you're telling me that something that is so time sensitive like this that you're going to give no levity or leniency to him actually making it on time. So if he had left all of those traps Mm -hmm. the way God intended, right? Like immediately. Okay. So he shows up with 15 extra fucking minutes Mm -hmm. after you told him (laughs) that he was going to do it. You telling him at the end of this is not, you have all the time in the world. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. Well, and it's also, what if he spends an extra five minutes in that knife fight with a girl that had her hair cut off? Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Are they all just like, hey man, glad you made it. We're all fine. Because you oh, weren't here on time, you know what I mean. It's oh, dude, like, you're 45 minutes early. Yeah, like right. <laughs> so I just, I just don't buy that this was a Kramer game. Because well, I also think that he was so preoccupied with making, first of all, having cancer yeah. and dying, mm-hmm. and then having, and then working on the game for three, which was simultaneously happening with four, and finding these dudes, piecing yeah. the things together, and everything. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just I think it's pretty clear that like I mean, I think Jill even talks about it towards the middle part of four where she says um, talking about the um, Chinese Zodiac mm-hmm. and wh- he wanted the baby to everything be everything yeah, was intentional, was completely John. meticulous and completely well thought out and everything because that's who he was. So there wouldn't be room for error and anything that John Kramer touched there, there it would be right. cl- crystal clear. The other thing that I just don't like about that ending, because um, like you say, um, hey, if, if you don't get to Eric in 90 minutes, he dies, right? Or Eric will die in 90 minutes or right. whatever the exact verbiage is. There is no version of that where me going through that is thinking, I better not go through that door. You know what? I think the real test is for me to wait right here. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's what it seemed like in the indoctrination process of getting Rig on board. It was to desensitize him to his need to save people, right? right? And you just, I don't think that that's anything that any human being would be, would do, in a situation like that, you know, regardless. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> why would, If you didn't care, why would you enter that room in the first place? Right. You know what I mean? Why would you even, like, be, I you know... I don't even think this was a jigsaw mark. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like, it, it was... It, he it, just it, got pig-masked, and he wakes up in a bathtub, and he's here. You know, it's like, right. okay, yeah. I'm so sorry that I saved people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I was willing to cast myself into the I do the need fire. to learn a lesson. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the sentiment that people have these days is don't help me. I didn't ask for help. I'll ask for help if I want it. All right, dog. Right. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, yeah. Um, so it wasn't my favorite, but to me, it just wasn't uh, as bad as people said it was. I feel yeah. like it's a perfectly valid entry in the series and does a good job of connecting dots and shit like that. Sure. So, you know. And then uh, 
you know, we go back to the coroner's office and it's the beginning of the movie was the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of like how these things tie in together between four and five, because I can't remember if this happened at the end of four or the beginning of five or if it happened at both. But one of my favorite scenes, I think it actually happens at the beginning of five is when Hoffman comes out carrying Jeff's daughter. Mm hmm. Beginning of five. This Beginning of how, five. This is how yeah. five yeah. introduces itself. Which was, honestly, for people like me, is super alleviating because mm-hmm. I don't like... The kid well, being involved. It, it's not even that. It's because I think the plan was to have the kid safe the whole time. Sure, but yeah. you'd kind of need to show us oh, that. I promise you, if anybody wanted that kid dead, they would have been oh, dead. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Um, I remember, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the Constantine series, um, but it, it kind of fluctuated into the CW because originally it was an NBC show. And then mm-hmm. later on, you know, for some reason, people didn't want Matt Ryan as Constantine, even though yeah. he was one of the best cast characters I've seen in my yeah. entire. But they follow part of the comic where uh, there's a character, Astra, mm-hmm. who kind of comes in while uh john and uh, a couple other characters are battling a demon and the way that john decides that he wants to battle the demon is by summoning a bigger demon that he thinks he could control Mm -hmm. and then pulls astra into the bowels of hell with him when he leaves Mm -hmm. so for like six seasons of television they just don't even bring her up Mm -hmm. because they brought the same character between the two worlds and i was like is she still in hell yeah (laughs) yeah like the bad one? <laughs> He's coming back, I swear. He's coming back. They don't even say her fucking name. Right, right. But then I, I think they were trying to have a line that hit hard in Saw 5 that just kind of didn't. She goes, where's my dad? Yeah, right. It's just a... Well, he was a selfish prick, <laughs> yeah. and he's dead now. Everybody's going to die. <laughs> it's that old lady at the beginning of Legion. All the little babies are going to fucking burn, okay? <laughs> Could you imagine Hoffman being the person who comforts you? When you- <laughs> no, no. I am in hell. <laughs> You're going to come live with me now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If you would like to be able to support us, some of the best ways to do that are by leaving us a review, preferably a good one, on whatever streaming service you are listening to right now. That helps our algorithm and boosts us in, as well as liking or pre-saving our episodes. If you would like to be able to support us directly, the best way to do that is by joining our Patreon. The lowest price at $3 a month, which gives you access to commercial free exclusive interviews bonus episodes and a plethora of other things we definitely have other uh, standard levels as well however that is in fact the cheapest and easiest way to help us so thank you guys so much for listening today either way thank you for the support if you'd like to know anything that's coming up event wise for us make sure to follow us on instagram at under the floorboards five again that's under the floorboards five and check out our patreon at patreon.com backslash under the floorboards see you there enjoy the show the beginning of saw five starts off so strong and i remember this actually being one of my favorite intros to the series Mm -hmm. and it's we start off with uh detective strom in this what i call the fishbowl trap Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) and it's just two tubes 
a fucking bulletproof box mm-hmm. with some lights in it so he can watch himself die, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he can see a- Illuminated yeah. television. <laughs> the angelfish trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he can see across the room that there is, you know, his gun, his badge, his, like, all this shit that obviously Detective Hoffman has put him in there, though he has not fully discovered this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, again... A re- so this actually, I think, was a callback to four because I was telling Eric earlier, I'm not convinced that this was supposed to be a beatable track. Sure. Um, and I say that because I don't think I don't believe that Detective Hoffman left a pen in his pocket mm-hmm. with the thought that, like, maybe he would survive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's why Strom is actually one of my favorite characters uh-huh. is because he beats an unbeatable track. Right. You know, With and I just thought that was an amazing yeah. start yeah, yeah, to yeah. Saw yeah. 5. Trach. Tracheotomy. Yeah, tracheotomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trachetes nuts. The other guy I want to talk about is Seth Baxter, who's the dude that wakes up at the very beginning of the movie, chained to a table under the pendulum blade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is only important because he has uh, killed a girl and only served five years. He also, in his trap, he can uh, stop the blade because it's doing the pendulum thing, but it's also lowering every few swings or mm-hmm. whatever. So if he sticks his hands in these two devices and pushes the lever, his hands will be crushed and the thing will stop. Right. Mm-hmm. So he does and it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he even has that moment of what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I did the thing. Right. I did the thing. Right. The the best part about so I was watching um this surgeon who is talking about different saw traps mm-hmm. and like what happens in between them. Yeah. And he was talking about this trap specifically. Mm-hmm. But he starts talking about how um like how those like cardiovascular or not cardiovascular but those like vascular uh veins in your i know those are the same but Mm -hmm. when those pop and explode it's like first of all you're getting a blowback infection almost immediately Mm -hmm. from hemorrhaging your shit back in there and he was like you thought slitting your wrist was bad Mm -hmm. Talk (laughs) talk about like just not having it like because there was no tourniquet, there's no fucking anything. He's like, honestly, you might as well just go with that because it'll probably kill you before the yeah. pension does. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that that was funny yeah. as fuck. But it's another one of those stupid examples of like, you're supposed to be able to get out of this, but you don't. Which always begs the question to me, then what the fuck was the point of putting him in the trap in the first place? Was it just for their last 60 seconds on Earth was in pure terror and pain? And they had, you know what I mean? Did you really right. elaborately devise all these things just for that reason? Or is it possible that perhaps he's just a pawn in the game? Yeah, for me, you know, coming off of like three and shit like that, I definitely thought that this was like another like maybe it's a flashback to Amanda who's like putting another, you know, uh-huh. inescapable trap. Yeah. Out there. Because this one actually has some meaning to it in terms of how the plot moves forward. Sure. Absolutely. Uh Because this was a very, uh, God, how did he put it? A pathetic excuse or not excuse. He frames this trap as a saw trap. And so what happens is Hoffman is taken pig mask style by Kramer in an elevator about midway through the movie when we're breaking all this down and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he says, I refuse to take credit for that. You know, <laughs> your blade on your pendulum was inferior. That's like what it was. he keeps dunking on him. He's got a shotgun pointed at his chin. He pulls the trigger on Hoffman who jumps and it just clicks because it's empty. And he just looks him in the eyes. Says, yeah, you're a total bitch. I just, <laughs> I just want to remind you who the fuck I am. You know, <laughs> Please tell him who the right. fuck I is. Right. 
the person in that trap is significant because the woman that he killed was his girlfriend uh, and also the sister of Strom. Hoffman. Of Hoffman. And so this is this is a very personal thing for Hoffman, right? A vendetta. Right, right. <laughs> so I like that this gets echoed to four because mm-hmm. in four, the first person that um, Kramer kills via a trap is the dude that inadvertently caused his wife to miscarry the baby. Right. And he put himself in a trap where he wasn't going to make it either mm-hmm. way. He was going to beat him to death if he had to. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> But I like the idea of that echoing. Also, love how gangster that move was. Like, yeah. let's talk about that. that ole, movie. yeah, just ole. <laughs> it, and like the the best part about that was when he charges at him, he falls into the razor pit and, or the like razor cage. The wires, wire yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but John turns around while he's like flailing at it, and he just goes, "Huh." Yeah. <laughs> And there's Spark the Trap for mm-hmm. one. Right. <laughs> I've got an idea. <laughs> um, this would be great for people who cut themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, uh, like I said, the concept of uh, Hoffman making an attempt. Like, this is just personal. Oh, this is yeah. about someone who took out someone that I loved, and I just want to see them die. Yeah. You know, it was it, great. It felt like uh, Samuel Jackson and Django, and he just goes, then your back's going to break. And then you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just walks off into the sunset. Right. <laughs> but yes. So um, meanwhile, in the like quote unquote present. Right. Right. Uh, Hoffman is promoted and is credited with so, like, ending. Lieutenant detective, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is basically like one step behind commissioner, if I'm right. not mistaken. Yeah. Because we um, see like at the. At the award ceremony, there's like everyone else who's died from the force so far, yeah. and it's just all callbacks. It's like <laughs> Do- Donald Glover, right? The Asian guy, yeah. <laughs> Carrie. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's a little murderer's row. No pun intended. Um, but it's it's funny to me that uh, this is this is the conclusion of all this, right? And right. It just is what it is. Um. So we get another player in the game whose name is Erickson. Mm-hmm. Um. So Perez has died. After this, Perez has died, right? Supposedly. Right. And so uh, her last words were apparently Detective Hoffman. And so he's like, why the fuck would she say that? So Erickson decides to put him on uh, medical leave. Right. Right. So Strom and uh, company can investigate kind of as a third party a little bit further, right? That's kind of where we're at in the current timeline, right? And then... We jump to our game, mm-hmm. this game. And, like, we'll break this down, like, really quickly. Cause this the- is not my favorite thing. This, this is why I dislike this movie, because this was the first Saw movie where I didn't care about the mainline game. I just right. wanted, I just tell your fucking crime story. Yeah. And, like, let's just get through this. You the know? game did not play into the main story the Whatsoever. way every single other one mm-hmm. did. Because, don't get me wrong, these were all terrible people mm-hmm. who... Essentially what happened was they were all in this same circle jerk of people that covered up the burning down of a building that killed a bunch of people so that somebody else could move in and build a super mall or mm-hmm. what the fuck ever. Yeah, it was a stadium. Yeah. They wanted a sports sure. arena. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course these are all super selfish people. Mm-hmm. So what does this game focus around? Teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Working together. Yeah. And, and perhaps I, perhaps putting yourself through a little bit of pain so everybody else can survive. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah my favorite's like actually later on when she's like we all could have just had a little shock. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Instead of throwing a fucking dead body. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Also, like, you could tell that Strom had kind of taken over by this point because not only uh, were there traps, but if you... It, throughout the game, as there are naturally, mm-hmm. um, but you mean if, Hoffman had taken over, right? I'm not or Hoffman. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> god damn, that's gonna fuck me up. Um, Hoffman had clearly yeah. taken over by this point um, because not only uh, did you have to pass these traps, if you didn't, there was a nail bomb connected to C4 right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would just blow the fucking room. I out. don't feel like working really hard on this one. <laughs> if you don't do it, you blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Best part was they explo- the the ice block the ice blocks were like the pinnacle of the way his brain could devise <laughs> shit. He just kept it simple from then on out. Some rudimentary got, caveman shit. Smooth brain traps. Some fucking like bucket of water on the top of the door trap kind of shit. You're gonna come Gravity. with me now. <laughs> um. So, anyways. <laughs> We had like one of my one of my favorite moments was so we get the first trap and it's like everybody's connected to a pulley and you have to get to a glass box and pull the key out and use the key to unlock your shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it comes railed back through the pulley and it decapitates you with the blade behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody thought to themselves, maybe these keys are universal. Because yeah. <laughs> the first thing someone says is, oh, so one of us has to die. And I was like, first of all, this is a timed event. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> also, that's a massive conclusion to jump to. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even the first person, uh, Megan Good's character yeah. was like, he said to do the opposite of yeah. what our, <laughs> yeah. our initial thoughts yeah. are. Right. And like, fuck, fucking, masturbate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Charles is kind of like, that's great for a woman. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a great character. I enjoyed Charles because he's what he he was what Xavier was in two. Yeah. Or he's just this like despicable, douchey, holier than thou kind of person. You know, I write articles for the Herald. <laughs> you know? In it. In it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. Bite so, your fucking tongue, you wretched girl. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to, um, I actually really like when we get to the next room, though. Yeah. Because um, it's like, there are, bo- so blonde girl dies in the first room. Yeah, because, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. was going to say, no one had, it, we actually never learned anything about her story. Right. <laughs> right. She was the most inconsequential mm-hmm. character here. Yeah. You had to read about it later. And if I'm not mistaken, she was the one whose father wanted to build the stadium. Yes. Or yes. something like and that. And then there was yeah. an article about her on the table right. that we got in the last scene. Right. Um, but that's all we know about her. We don't know what her role in that was. Right. You know? <laughs> so it's like, okay. Um, so then we get... The uh, next room is fun. The next yeah. room is fun yeah. because there's just like glass jars and each one of them has like an iron key in it. And mm-hmm. each one of those keys opens up the these wells because a bomb is going to go off in this room. Mm-hmm. So you have to get into one of these sealed to or not sealed tubes, but essentially the blast is not going to go into that. Sure. Yeah. Um, and what pissed me off about this trap was they bring it up later and it was the most obvious fucking thing in the mm-hmm. world was like they, <laughs> they start like knocking the keys out and shit. And of course, like, you know, the skag addict fucking gets his and mm-hmm. he's crawling into a tube. And then like the one girl gets hers. And then Charles is like, man, fuck that. Absolutely not in it. Yeah. I'm going to be here till next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, Megan Good comes up behind him with whatever right. bat was sitting there. Yeah. and just fucking cracks him in the back of the dome. And so like, one of us has to die. I never said that. One of us has to die. <laughs> 
Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> Have you lost your fucking minds? Marianne. <laughs> so they all crawl into their tubes, and of course he just goes, No! It's just fucking... <laughs> right. So here's my problem with this trap. Mm-hmm. And they bring it up later, like I said. The girl goes... Oh my god, we could have all fit in the tubes. I'm like, no fucking shit, dude. You all could have fit in one of the tubes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it might have been a little warmer for one of you if you all fit into one, but like, Jesus Christ, man, are you serious mm-hmm. right now? The the traps in this one just really fucking frustrated me. Right. And I, I think it I, I almost feel like that was intentional. Yeah. Because we get to the next room and it's like, okay, one of us has to die again. Uh-huh. <laughs> It was like they were forcing us not to care about what made Saw great anymore and to care more about the interactions between these people that were behind the scenes now. It was like that was the direction they wanted to take. Five, if I'm not mistaken, is the first one that was directed by someone other than the original director, right? Uh, No, there was a a different director in two and three. However, Leigh Wan-El was still a writer in two. And I think James Wan came back to be a producer for three. Okay. Um, so I don't think like the series lost its spirit by mm. any means, but it was definitely like there was a change in it. It felt like when um, what's his name took over the sequels. Oh, yeah. Instead of Abrams doing his thing, it was like, well, we're just going to take your story and I'm going to do what I want to do with it. And kind of fan fictions <laughs> his way. Through, you know aren't real. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll never see an Ewok again. <laughs> Is it just me or is that weird? Like, I feel like you've never seen an Ewok in any of the Abrams. I just felt like they were fun. I just, well, the thing is, is like they were like the species that were integral basically for the final mission to, (laughs) you know, bring down the shield around the Death Star and everything. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like they would have gotten like fast passes around the galaxy or something like that. If you want to come travel and visit other realms, you know, maybe like a hundred credits or something. Sure. Yeah. A little little, like cash in those war bonds. Yeah. 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 They give them stuffed bears in themselves. (laughs) Yeah. That one gets a copy of his his friend that got blown up. <laughs> they have a parade and it's all just fucking floats of Ewoks. <laughs> Ewokian pride. Well, and it's just the thing, like the rule of the like the metachlorians and everything is like one of those fuckers had more metachlorians than the rest of them. <laughs> one of those was at least borderline force sensitive, I and say, I want to know <laughs> where's my Ewok force? Yeah. He's just like levitating. Yup, yup. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so this is the point in the movie where this is just <laughs> horror writing, I guess. They were like, well, the black girl's got to go. <laughs> and so this was what was so funny to me about, because I, I, I don't know if you want to spend a whole lot of time on these or not, but I want to get to the point at the end of all of this. Sure. Right? Is it the, the joke being that uh, at the in the final room, Oh, there, yeah. there are five boxes. It's like, oh, wait, we were all supposed to survive because we were all supposed to work together. Okay, great. That's what you were supposed to do. Every single one of the people that were dead were going to kill somebody else in that room, and you killed them to prevent <laughs> them from doing that. In the bathtub, she was going to like kick him into, or she kicked him into the tub and was like, you're going to be the one that takes the voltage, right. and she gets stabbed in the neck instead. Same with Charles guy in the second room. Mm-hmm. He was going to kill him had she not intervened and started right. beating him over the back of the head and everything. So it's like, 
like, no, y'all were going to kill each other. <laughs> I know that that's what the point of the whole thing is, is like work together and everything. But it's like, no, they, you could yeah. not have prevented that from happening. So, yeah, the, the, the voltage scene is they kill her and throw her in the bathtub. And she's now the conduit for right. this whole thing, this whole rig and everything. And it works perfectly, you know. But the last room, like I said, are these five boxes, and you have to put your hand in there, or I get foot. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but you have to drink. I'd like to walk away from this. Yeah. You I'll have be to. With you. <laughs> you have to uh, give enough blood to fill a container, and all five have to be filled. So now they have to, between the two of them, give enough blood to fill five containers. Right. It's just I, funny. I remember because um, I I was telling you about this a little bit earlier. Like I always have these awkward interactions when I'm in a Saw movie, mm-hmm. and like because I just say shit out loud. And I I remember going to see this in theaters, and as soon as like I saw that there were five, ah, ah, that's what it was. It was Saw Five. Um, but anyways, when she when they listen to the tape and they explain everything, I was just I, I was just like, man, it's a real shame you didn't bring her body in here. <laughs> Horror writing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, I guess, like, that's a lot to drag around. But uh-huh. if you've got one Tesla, if you might right. as well. Because <laughs> think about Because like, I see four limbs. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if they had had the girl from the beginning who got her head cut off, she also could have been the body mm-hmm. in the fucking bathtub. And you, you have to I mean? you have to Legend of Zelda and backtrack <laughs> and figure out where he fucked up and how do I... Oh, I can lift this up. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking water temple. It's always the water. It's always the water. It's always the fucking water temple. (laughs) Um, But of course, now we have like 10 minutes of just screaming between Mm -hmm. two characters. Mm -hmm. Ah, 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 ah. And we didn't rehearse that. Yeah. (laughs) This was actually one of my favorite um, um, scenes, too, was I think it's Strom shows up. Mm -hmm. I'm scrolling. I remember that the. I don't care. (laughs) It's either him or fucking Hoffman show up. Yeah, I think. Well, Strom shows up because he's about to run into Hoffman. Right. Um, And Strom uh, like finds Brit. The heroin addict's pretty much fucking dead Mm -hmm. at this point. I guess he's got too much fucking iron in the blood. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she lifts her hand up. She was like, we made it. And it just like limps in half. (laughs) (laughs) With that mid 2000s CGI. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And Strom's like, I can't help you. The police are going to be here soon. I've got to go take down Hoffman. Uh-huh. And so so here, this is the only thing that I want to add that I yeah, want to interject yeah, because yeah. this is happening behind the scenes while this is happening is Erickson is being fed evidence by Hoffman that Strom is the apprentice. Right. And that's that's the only other thing that's going on right now. And they make it into this really twisted, tangly, convoluted mm-hmm. story. It just didn't need it didn't like Saw is great because of the plot twists and everything. You don't fucking have to like force complexity right. to like feign complexity you know what i mean those are two completely different things to me um and so all that's happening is strom is chasing hoffman who is backdoor feeding information to erickson saying that strom is the guy right right okay that's all that's happening yeah Yeah. totally and and it's it's funny too because like even at the beginning of this like when they all wind up at the hospital like you were talking about with like perez being like why was the last thing sorry let Mm -hmm. me do my tracheotomy real quick (laughs) why was the last thing that she want why was the last thing she said your name hoffman and it's like well where are the other drugs going where (laughs) swear to me this city just showed you it's not afraid (laughs) (laughs) so he 
it was on him the whole time because like he even says he's just like so uh it, he was like how did you get out of there with what a broken arm and some story about how your fucking shit was loose jigsaw doesn't make mistakes jigsaw it, doesn't it, make mistakes <laughs> hoffman's like well how did you get out on a gurney with a hole <laughs> yeah. in my throat <laughs> So like he's been Hoffman's face it. when he comes out at the beginning of the movie, he's like, huh? <laughs> he kind of <laughs> <is> like, really? <laughs> and just like that fucking shot of Megan. Interesting. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this meme. I'm sorry. Saw, it was like, uh, it was like, uh, what if we made Gay Pride Month in uh, September, October, and November, and then it's just Count Dooku, and it's like, oh, good. Twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking funny. Anyway. Uh, So this was actually, I will say, five to me had a very satisfying ending. Mm -hmm. Because it's, again, oh, he just barely escaped, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was um, also, I really loved the character who played (laughs) Strom. Mm -hmm. And I really loved that they killed the heartthrob from Gilmore Girls. Right. By crushing him between Mm -hmm. two walls. Mm -hmm. The only thing that did kind of piss me off was like the rhetoric on the fucking tape recorder that he was listening to when Hoffman gets pushed into the coffin. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, do you trust me yet? And I was like, why would he trust you? (laughs) That that was not the lesson. The lesson is not Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you're an okay guy. Right. And and the thing that I actually like just put this together was that was the box from four. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was it was probably intended for. Mm-hmm. Um, do you would you say that that was intended for Kramer when he built that, or do you think he built that with an escape route in mind? I should think he, he built need, it with an escape route. Should any mind. of his people need to be? They can head in this direction and yeah, get here. To, exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. there's no part of me that believes that if the roles were reversed, like if Strom had actually gone into the glass coffin, mm-hmm. I don't believe that Hoffman wouldn't have had like just a remote to stop it yeah. so he could walk Sure, out. yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing that is actually still the reoccurring theme in five is mm-hmm. he has not yet been tested. Yeah. Until. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and of course, like he's walking away, w- walking away with like his fucking BGs and his headphones, uh-huh. you know, like to, back to the, there's always like this office starting yeah. in four. Mm-hmm. That's just like the master control center mm-hmm. for the warehouse. The Zordon's in here, but it's never been here before. Right. Um, I guess like kickbacks have been good. Mm-hmm. Probably their tax returns. I would venture to guess, <laughs> you know, yeah. buying American steel. Uh huh. Um, so. <laughs> war bonds yeah. <laughs> he sits down in the chair and you just see Jill behind him and just buzz the shit out of him mm-hmm, right now, so now, go ahead go ahead this is something that I genuinely have a problem with okay because we get to see the reverse bear trap come back which is everybody's favorite mm-hmm. you know or if not even that the most legendary it's probably your yeah it felt like the most cut trap yeah out of all of them because it's always like uh uh-huh uh, right uh. <laughs> and then like, right this one he's like jill's just kind of like game over and i'm like but there's no game you just put a bear trap on him and tied his hands to the fucking chair and he's got 60 seconds yeah <laughs> yeah which strom fucking or not strom sorry strom is actually pudding now <laughs> right right <laughs> That man is white tapioca. (laughs) (laughs) 
and he gets up out of the chair, fucking shoves his the enclosure of the bear trap between the iron bars that are in the window to the door that leads to the rest of the warehouse. Does this happen in six out of curiosity? Because I do not remember this at the end of five. Oh my God, it does happen in six. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. This actually ends with just fucking Strom getting I thought it was just the doors closed and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It was the the actual game over we deserved. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, incidentally, the one that we we received. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. In yeah. case you're wondering, wondering what we're going to be talking about next time on <laughs> Sawbuck. Now we don't have to record the beginning of the next episode, but well, that's great. Um, I have a question because I saw this and I went back and I looked at it again and I'm 100% convinced that I didn't see it Okay. because it wasn't given to me. What was in the box of goods that was given to Jill by the dude? By the guy who was like, this is uh, the will and testament of, of John Kramer. If he dies, this is supposed to belong to you. It's an envelope. Okay. Do we see what's in there in another movie? Does we that come back? Okay. One. Okay, cool. We see okay. It in the next one. Because I was really that w- that whole scene happened and nothing came from it. So, so I'm glad that they <laughs> that they go over that. I will say, um, I think there's gonna be some things about six and seven that you don't like, but what I will I'm sure say there will be. Yeah. is the next two movies uh-huh. are fucking wild. Okay. They are f- like how you wanted the noir. Yeah. It's coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> Also, Chester is in one of them. Cool. I don't know why they had the dude from Lincoln Park play a fucking Aryan nation person, but like or I, Aryan supremacist, but yeah, he did it well. I feel like you're supposed to like play into your opposites. I mean, it's kind of like Patrick Stewart playing an Aryan master <laughs> raceman. You know what I mean? It's things that people would never actually do. Yeah. Ian McKellen playing a Jew, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so good. So, I would say, so what are your thoughts on four and five? Um, good middle storytelling, but without like that. I, I keep making fucking Star Wars references, but this is just to me like the best way to like tell a story. Um, the middle of the Star Wars trilogy is the best part of Star Wars sure. because it illustrates the mighty fall of good, right? Mm-hmm. And everything in this tale, like it gets beat to within an inch of his life kind of mm-hmm. ideas and that kind of thing. And I, at no point during four or five feared that the work of John Kramer was going to suddenly stop. Mm-hmm. I, I know that it's going to continue. And so the lack of stakes for me, sort of impeded my enjoyment of this. Because as far as I'm concerned, Jigsaw, or the idea of Jigsaw, is the hero of this story. And all of these other people (laughs) are just pieces that are interfering with it or guiding it along, right? This is what it's about, is Jigsaw. So, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, and to really piggyback off your point for that, is I really liked how much of that we kind of felt, for me, between Mm -hmm. these two movies, was John dies in three. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, like four and three are happening su- happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. but there is such a feeling of I've never really left you mm-hmm. this whole time, right? And even like when you look past like some of the more crude traps or crude designs mm-hmm. or something like that, they are still falling into a grandeur design mm-hmm. that only an architect could create. And it's really, really cool to see some of this stuff flesh out. And that's what I like about it. I mean, like I said, as far as I'm concerned, this is just telling John's story. 
and, oh, yeah. and it's being lived vicariously through, you know, by other people, I should say. Or people that want to understand it, but just yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they, they just can't, you know. And I think that there's a level of depravity for Kramer that really gets looked over. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what's really cool about, I mean, I saw Saw 10 recently, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's not that those things never existed because there are things that, like, are constantly brought up throughout the series but it was so I, I think I think it's so overlooked sometimes what that actually does to a person and how they view the world around them mm-hmm. and that's why I think for a lot of people that John Kramer is such an interesting character yeah and he is like there's moments where he's fucking menacing like mm-hmm. there's the part in two where he's talking to Detective Matthews and he's just like isn't it mm-hmm. but like there, there's just so famously much. said by John Kramer yeah, fam- yeah. famously <laughs> said by the British John Kramer yeah. <laughs> um, but there, there's just so much that surrounds this universe and that's kind of why I'm so in love with this franchise mm-hmm. even when it falters but that's any horror movie that makes 10 to 13 fucking movies. And so that's what I was going to say was I think it's also a victim of that quantity thing. Sure. One of them is inevitably going to be worse than another one. Yeah, absolutely. And if that snowballs, you know what I mean? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Snowballs at it again. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, didn't hate them. I didn't like five as much as I did four, but I also kind of feel like the 15 and 19 that they're both rocking respectively on Rotten Tomatoes is egregiously low. Oh, it's so... Um, Because these are still, like I said, valid movies within the story. Yeah. Especially considering six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 have more of that story to tell, you know? Exactly. But whatever. And honestly, just again, talking about four and five, I thought that bridge with Strom was Mm -hmm. awesome. Like, I I love walking into a movie... that's one of my favorite things about Terrifier 2, even though you don't have to watch Terrifier 1 to understand it, yeah. is we picked up exactly where we mm-hmm. and that's what I'm going to do. But do you have any other thoughts? Nope. Well, guys, uh, make sure that you check out our award show, which will be on YouTube. It will also be public and free on our Patreon. And if you would like to check out our Patreon, it's $3 a month and it helps out the show and it helps it so we can get to other events and be able to bring you guys all this awesome indie horror content. Um, But make sure that you check us out and thanks for joining us. We're Mm -hmm. Creeks, It Cracks, and we laugh with the creatures that go bump in the night. Game over. Sawmon! (laughs) Yeah.